one. Oh, hi, folks. <laughs> you are watching and listening to a special, a special open bar with Mike Morales. And, and I'm uh, here uh, with my co-host. That guy over there is? Rick Levy, and also in Southern California. And we are, we have the distinct pleasure of having with us um, go ahead, Rick. Why don't you do the introductions? Because I, I do better than I do. <laughs> we have with us tonight Juan de Leon, who we have dubbed the second most interesting man in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Juan. How are you, man? I'm excited. I'm nervous, but I am such in awe of you guys that just got to meet you today and all of a sudden let's meet up let's do this and and um right off the cuff like you said you know let's do this you know yeah yeah it's a it's a it, we're literally going to second base on our first date <laughs> so we're doing <laughs> um if you folks have never tuned into open bar what this is is a it's an interview with with uh, tastemakers and brand owners and people in the industry and and we're going to be doing a lot more of these uh, coming here in 2022. Uh, that's right. we're actually recording this in 2021 at the tail end. We're in September right now, but you folks probably won't see this until maybe January. So uh, hopefully at that point you will have enjoyed Juan de Leon tequila. And this is this is the actual. This is not a fake uh, brand, folks. This you're looking at the guy whose whose name is on this label. Um, <laughs> And, and I, gotta, I got, first of all, if you've not had this brand, you, you have five different expressions, okay? I got, I got two big questions for you, yeah. five, okay? Most brands only start with, we had brands only start with an añejo, you know? And, and then in, in, the, in, the in the preceding years, they'll, they'll bring out a reposado, they'll bring out a, uh, then eventually you see a blanco or sometimes it's the other way around. My first question to you, Juan, yeah. and you can follow Juan on, on Instagram. Uh, he, he's quite a, an, an interesting guy. Uh, I've <laughs> seen him on a skateboard. I've seen him in Mexico. I've seen him. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's everywhere, man. He's, I don't know who does your social media, but we need to, hi we need to hire this guy. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> I'm doing well, it. <laughs> okay, so, so we yeah. have to ask you, why, why tequila? Okay. What? Why? What possessed you, in in, oh, your, wow. in at this point in your life, to go? Hey, you know what? I want one of those now. <laughs> I mean, you got everything else. So why? Uh, well, back in high school, uh, everybody used to go on spring break to Vallarta and to everywhere. I I used to go to Guadalajara, because family is from there, and I have old friends from high school that lived in Guadalajara. So they would go home in spring break and I would go with them. And I fell in love with Guadalajara and I fell in love with tequila at a very young age, about 18. <laughs> and hey, if it was for, younger, it's okay too. For us, spring break was was being around, the, um, uh, you know, the traditional places in Guadalajara. We actually went down to a small distillery in Jesus Maria, where a family member was there too. But not my family members. But I, as I, as I grew more interest, I found I found more family members, but through my wife's side. You see, oh. and so, oh hi, my son's here. And so um, I fell in love with tequila. I fell in love with Guadalajara. I fell in love with the agave since then, right? And so. It was a, it was a, it was a feeling that I, I just kept on going back and forth, you know, and so when I've met my wife, her, she is from um, Arandas, Jalisco, and, oh. but I met her, but I met her here in Tijuana. <laughs> That's where I was born in Playa de Tijuana, and so we took on a relationship. I've been married 26 years, and. Uh, wow. We go back and forth. We go back and forth, and and every we haven't done it for a couple of years, but every year we used to go for a family. Uh, there's so much family, and one of them has a, uh, an agave um, hacienda, uh, and so the kids would run around high playing hide and seek around the agaves at night, you know, and just everything about tequila. And right there, the 
the family told me, why don't you make your tequila Juan de Leon? Okay, I will. And that was in 2008, <laughs> 2008. <laughs> wow. and, uh, yeah. And so I, little by little, I started getting into it. I, I, I would stop and then I would continue, but I never stopped. And I, I always loved doing it. And my kids got involved. They said, well, you know, with the Lion King, the movie coming out. And that's why I have the, the, the photo, like the Lion King. You know, so uh, it, it kind of it kind of does look. You know, it could have been it could have been worse. You could have had the chimpanzee or the. Well, you know, well, <laughs> you could have had that. What is it? That's a mandrel, isn't it? The, in the movie, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen I it. Take, I take pride because my son was draw, drawing something like that when we were coming back from the airplane, and I've always kept it with me. But every little thing, uh, just uh, about tequila, uh, I just started looking into it. My my wife's family. They, they were they were or they are in the business of tequila and so that was just a while back i don't uh, lost track of that a little bit but they they had a, an old bottle of the family right here this is the uh abuelo oh so so we we've had some some history as far as my my wife you know but uh that's why i like tequila and that's why i made my tequila it all happened out of uh this family and love and just, uh, hey, why don't you do this and put your name on it? And so I did, you know, and that was uh, an, uh, a big challenge for me because it's my name on the bottle. And so uh, you can see other brands, you can see other things, but I put this love into it. I, I love uh, the artwork and I had uh, a special Sergio Sanchez Santa Maria from Morelos do me the, uh, the, uh, the, the design from the front and the back logo. From yeah. he, so he, if you look him up, is Sergio Sanchez Santa Maria online on Instagram, Grabador1976, I think. This so is because it does did, look like it's etched in wood a little he, bit. He it? did. I have the original artwork. I have the original oh, okay. artwork. Yeah. Wow. So, so, so everything, everything I picked out of people that I, that I, that I, I saw him on Instagram. I was following him already, and I said, "Hey, why don't you do this for me?" And he said, "Yeah, it'd be an honor." And so, just one thing after another, um, and it came about. This is how it just came about, you know. And I had no idea about the the size of the bottle. I just knew that I liked that bottle, and I wanted it, my picture like that. And I I visualized everything from a long time ago, and I kept my idea the same way. Some people tell me, "No, you got to change this. You got to change that." You know what? I'm not changing anything. I'm not changing anything unless the industry tells me or I, I run out of glass, like there's no more glass. I got to wait till December for this glass to come out. You know, just those things, you know, but it's a work of art. It's a work in progress. And and the tequila, especially what's inside the tequila, the, the real taste of tequila. It's taking me 13 years to find tune uh, this taste that I like. I'm not a, I'm not a catador. I am not a. I am just one guy that took a long time to find the right distillery because I did go through a couple of them and I did find some good things and some bad things and I found this guy a couple of years back and him and I share the same love, the same uh, orgullo uh, and so it's like we just clicked. We, he likes to paint, I like to paint. Uh, it just just that we click, you know, we click because he just loves what he's doing and it's traditional. It's traditional and he doesn't accept a lot of people into his company, which is a good thing or, you know, because he just doesn't want no more. He wants to keep to this. He wants to keep to his per perfil. He wants to keep that same perfil all the time. He doesn't want to move it. So this is why I picked this tequila. And so there is a lot of things that we might change, maybe adding something else, uh, maybe, uh, you know, special cast or a special, you know, what do they call them? You know, special. a lot of things. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. that, that was my story about that. What, what did you do for your, what do you do for a living? I mean, uh, the, reason I, the reason I ask is that, you know, Rick knows we've talked about this before that, you know, all everybody on on our tasting team does something else for a living you know except for yeah. me and so this is what this is all we do and um so so it's interesting for me to find out what your background is because uh, you know i i love the story about 
about how this has been a an ongoing thing. Yeah. This is tequila and Jalisco and, and Arandas has been all big part of your life. Yeah. So I, I get it. I understand, you know, but got to pay the bills. So how, but, you uh, know, okay. every, a lot of people come from different backgrounds and they find yeah. themselves in tequila. So it's always fascinating for me to, to, to find out what you did for a living and, and how, how that has gone into this, you know, if indeed it even has. Yeah. Well, um, I, I've always been into a fam my mom and pop family uh, automotive uh, business, and uh, right off the high school, I I had a I was started work I've been working with my dad since I was in junior high, and they had a uh, automotive repair shop, and I got a associate's degree in automotive, and so I I had my ASC certifications, and I made that for my living for the, for the beginning of my you know growing up with my kids. I have twins that are twenty four. I have another one that's 23. I got married at 24. I had him at 27. So I, right off the get-go, uh, I had wow. a job. I had a, I was a technician, and but I didn't, I didn't really like that. But uh, I, I, I left that field, and I, and I always liked gardening, landscaping, and so I went into landscaping, and then I got into the school district as a gardener. And uh, since then, since then, I've been a gardener for the school district here in San Diego. And it's been what I love. It's been what I like. Uh, I, I plant agaves everywhere, even though they tell me not to, but uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, they say, hey, I didn't see that one. I've never seen that, the one that was there before. What, what? Now they tell me, hey, what, what type of agave is that over there? And I tell them. <laughs> So, have you learned it? So, so basically, the, hard, the 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 landscaping has helped you with the identification of the plants and the quality, and that, I, oh, I imagine yeah, that definitely. you've learned so much just just doing that. Yes, I, I I know how much water and what not much water, and I know about the shades, and I know about the temperatures. I know what plants would require sunlight, which don'ts, uh, which flourish, which vitamins, which you know things to put, and uh, I. I I prune all the roses in the rose garden for my schools and all the teachers go crazy. I want this one. I want that one. So I, I love what I do. I love what I do, you know, because it's a job where it's been secure for me for the past, I don't know how many years, being on your own, hustling on here, hustling there, doing here, you know, having your own business, like, you know, me and my dad, he still has it, the shop. I still go help him after work when I, when I can. So because I'm in the front counter or I do the paperwork or I go to the accountant, you know, I'm always helping my dad. My dad's always helped me. I've always helped my dad. Uh, he's been the best business partner for the past at least 30 years that, that he brought me into the shop when I was about 12. So I've always had that work ethic with, you know, with uh, never giving up, pursuing what you like. And uh, it's uh, it's been difficult at points, but everything that's the way life is you know but i'm here i got a product that represents my family our future our legacy you know and that's i like i like just to think that i i can start that you know and so i want to make my family proud and i want to make everybody proud when they taste it and say hey this guy is a a, a regular a regular joe a, a regular juan <laughs> so Rick, do you have any questions for for Juan? I know you got you had some like technical questions you want to ask uh, the oh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Second most interesting man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would I would love to know more about the production process that you're using and how you came to the profiles that you selected for each version. Yeah, the the profiles. Well, the, the the main profile that I loved was because they were using uh, French uh, Cabernet Sauvignon barrels on on all of them, well, except the the, the Blanco. But the Blanco uh, is chilled. Uh, they have a special process for that. I don't get too technical into that. All I know is the basics. All I know that it tastes good, and all I know is that the cooking process. They take their time in cooking the agave the way it's supposed to be cooked they go and they pick out of 
the main fields that they've always picked the same agaves with the 30 percent uh the bricks content of the sugar content okay that has to be no less i mean it has to be a 30 or plus it can't be wow it cannot be 26 it cannot be 28 it has to be 33 yeah 32. that's hot that's and hot so, Okay, so the uh, the certificado de origen, I I think there's a couple of variations of uh, definitions of certificado de origen. If it's in the plantation or if it's just the specific locations that they pick, I, I'm forgive me that I don't know all the details about that, but they 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 take pride in just selecting out of where they buy and they select the agave. They they don't go at, you know so from Amatitan. Right, they don't buy in the Okay, only in a and it's only local, and it's only their 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 locations where they buy it from, and it has to be at that certain bricks sugar content of the of the beans. That's so tough. that's tough to that's constantly tough. be yeah. doing that to to consistently be doing that and to be and I went there and I went and I saw and. Uh, I, you know, I, I've been going back and forth, but every time it's a new thing, it's every time I learn something new and I've been going down there for the past eight years, you know, uh, with the same distiller. And finally, uh, after just knowing that they keep their traditions the same, that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted because. So you wanted gonna, an old school, you were looking for an old school. Distiller. Oh yeah. It took me forever, but I found it, you know, and um, Gnome 1500 is, is it. Yeah, it I, was gonna, I was going to ask Rick because I know he's got, he's got yeah. some nearby. Tequilera Las Juntas? Yeah. That's yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah and uh, they, don't, they don't make very many brands there. Yeah, it's a, yeah, so it's a very small to mid-sized distillery. Probably small. Like probably qualifies for yeah. small as a distillery. So and there, Mike they, and I have had another tequila out of there that we really enjoyed as well. Yeah, the Laughing Gilligan, or is it the Oh, Giggling uh, Marlin? Oh, what is well, it? yeah, there was Giggling Marlin that you've had. Okay, Mike, but uh, yes. we also did uh, Tequila Costil. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah, uh -huh. yeah, uh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, um, uh, you folks are like I say, you're watching this probably in January, somewhere early 2022. Uh, at this point, we will have already announced our winners of the Brands of Promise uh, for 2021. Currently, um, Rick and myself, because we're, we're recording this in September, Rick and myself are right now probably in the middle of doing our retasting and scoring of all of our Brands of Promise nominees. We right. have not, uh, we haven't, uh, at this point, at this uh, recording, we have not um, divulged the entire ballot, but uh, when you folks uh, see this, it will already be on the website. When you see just the Blanco category, that is a crowded field, and oh, wow. and, and cost of tequila is is in the mix. Yeah. Um, so it's mm -hmm. uh, we we got our, our work. Rick and I have our work cut out for and us. And Juan, you have done a wonderful job of capturing that Amatitan profile in your Blanco. Thank you. Yes. Mike and I, Mike and I are big fans of that region, its particular characteristics, and they're all in there. Oh, yeah. wow. They're, they're, we, you know, it's Rick and I, like I said, Rick is one of our senior tasters, and we've had so many tequilas now between the two of us that um, it helps me. Uh, the, the, the more I work with these guys, the more I understand where their palates lean toward or what they gravitate to. Um, and so my job as when I solicit brands and when they solicit us is to find the right the, the right guy so that every brand has a, a, a level playing field and an even chance to, to be a brand, brand of promise. Um, and so I, just in, over the years, Rick and I have just we could just find it, you know, we just, mm -hmm. they don't even have to send us, usually we ask for information, you know, like POS, point of sale material, a sell sheet, 75 to 85% of the time we get nothing. And and that's okay because we just use our palettes, we just go with it and, and almost every single time we can pick it. 
and, <laughs> and we just we just uh, it's a matitan it's right there you know oh, wow. and so now i understand because the, the the profile is so is so strong with this with this one um that you know and it has to it come boils down to the bricks at, at yeah. this point, at this point Juan, and the, the texture in the body is incredible as well oh yeah um at this point you know uh, the, the the industry is in a agave shortage it's oh, it's yeah. right now yeah it's in a it's in a now it's in an añejo shortage somebody mm -hmm. said to me the other day i had a phone call from a friend of mine in texas who said that they people have been whispering that yeah there's hardly any añejo left and now they're thinking that the repo silo is going to be next because people are gravitating to repos now. So pretty soon there won't be any repo silos on the market. You know, the, the they're, 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 they're deciding what barrels uh, as far as what the what the months and the age, uh, what they have on, in the reserves, depending on the market, what are they going to use that for? Are they going to use a reposado for that, or are they going to hold it off for the añejos? Or so they're they're calculating the demand, and they're juggling right now as far as doing that. So right now, that's why everybody's like getting mixed messages. I think, yeah. You know. Yeah. What um, I was going to ask you the uh, uh, the next my next question is why five expressions? Why didn't you just go with the with the the basic three? You know, why did you make it so difficult for yourself? Because you're not from the, you know, your background is not from the liquor industry. So, and and I think at this point, you you have a pretty good idea how cutthroat this business really is. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, so, I'm feeling it right now. I'm feeling it right now. Um, you know what? Tell us, tell us what you're feeling. I, I, I want to know, you know, a lot of people are afraid to, to they're, they're afraid to, to, uh, give it a voice or or tell you what kind of problems they, they that they're encountering in the industry you're as far as Rick and I are concerned the Juan de Leon will be a brand um, to to reckon with and okay. with five different expressions there, there are five different playing fields that you can play on so what sort of what sort of challenges are you finding in the liquor industry right now for you as a startup brand that you're surprised at well the availability of glass uh, you know it's uh, it's the it's the change of shifting gears from one bottle to picking another one because if you don't have a special mold if you don't have your own mold because you know guys like me that just starting off and, and just with the budget with uh, what i have and all the years accumulated uh I represent what you have right there. It's not like I had uh, a lot of money to, to to break out in two years, and here it is, and here's another million for for me to. No, I don't do that. I, I'm I'm going tomorrow. Well, not me, but uh, I'll be representing at the uh, LA Tequila Festival, and that's a challenge because it's like I had to go get a, an insurance uh, really quick. I had to go do something to think. So. You know things that that uh, you get so wound up in doing. But, but back to your question, it's like what do I find challenging? Uh, not so much the availability availability of tequila because I already have a a solid amount of ten thousand liters per month for this product. The only thing that I have to worry about is the availability of the bottle, and that changes. Like I just told you, uh, it could change. Because if you have to wait five, six weeks, and then you have to wait for the production for this and this and that, so you got to calculate with the changing uh, 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 demand as far as glass, you know. And so that is the issue right now. Uh, that's the issue that I had. Right. Uh, not it could not be with somebody else, but seeing then what other things uh, are occurring. Now the other thing about the añejo you said is like my price doubled. Um, but I got it locked down to about a year for a pricing for a year. Uh, you know, re uh, um, how should I say? Um, making sure that I have a production of so many liters of so of Blanco, of Rosa, Añejo, and Extrañejo. And that was my biggest challenge when I went to go down there a couple of months ago when you saw the photos that I posted. 
that was my challenge was to get a a, a written agreement, you know, uh, so that I can make sure that the next batch, the next amount of uh, pallets, I will have the añejo and I will have the extra añejo. But you say, you know, like the, the challenges are, uh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. This is this is this that añejo is incredible. Uh, there, there's, there's not going to be a time where I can't not have this in the house. <laughs> I, I, I'm, it's I'm amazing. On I that love one. It. My wife is, she's, she loves añejo. She loves that añejo. She likes the reposado. I like all of them, but she has her thing. Uh, uh, I like the rose. I can, the rose I can drink. Uh, all night if I could, you know, but uh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> okay, I can. <laughs> yeah. I, now, I didn't start out as an oakhead with tequila. And, you know, the people who are into the, the, the really aged versions, we call them oakheads. Um, you know, I came to it where I was, uh, you know, really focused on the Blancos and I wanted to focus on, you know, the fruit itself. Yeah. And, uh, but... What I do like to do with an Añejo is I love to make myself a Latin Manhattan. Mm. So using Añejo tequila instead of bourbon. And what I have found is that you have somehow captured, uh, you know, a Manhattan in a bottle with that yeah. Añejo. A you don't have to mix it. You don't have to do anything. Yes, go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's, he's just, you know... Um, uh, Rick does does cocktails on occasion, but as you can tell from his cabinets, he's he's a you know he's oh, he's yeah. pretty much a purist, and so he it, it's just whatever he feels like doing. But the but he he he'll uh, uh, he's got his couple of favorites, and and I think Latin Manhattan's like one of the one of yours. That's the one that you that's the mm-hmm. bar that you grade every every other tequila that you and I do. That's got an, an aged version. Latin Manhattan, you said. Yeah. Yeah. I'm writing. I'm writing it down because it's going to be uh, maybe a uh, special drink that I'm going to have to uh, create a bit with a mixologist for a recipe or something like that for. <laughs> Rick can probably yeah. shoot you a recipe. There you go. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Because we are going to do some uh, some photos with some uh, mixologists, uh, hopefully for the magazine, uh, and just things that are coming out. You guys. Uh, are, are all on it you know and i'm excited but it's just that, like to say like it's just me emmanuel you met emmanuel my nephew yes. uh i have a uh, another family member uh, adolfo mesa who is my ceo and lucas root who is uh in charge of operations so he just jumped on board and uh he's gonna hopefully be at and i can't make it because it's my mother's birthday well, you know, you just had a birthday yourself too, right? I mean, yes. again, my, this is... my my birthday is the twenty second, and my mom is the twenty third. But I had made reservations a while back for the on the twenty fifth. I'll be at the uh, tequila factory in Old Town, uh, Rick, this Saturday from six so, o'clock. So if Rick wants right. to crash the party, <laughs> yeah, so don't, ask, they... don't ask Rick to crash a party because you no, know. well. Uh, um, <laughs> They, they told me that I couldn't open the bottles, but I'm going to just take one for photos for my family. You know? Oh, yeah. And, yeah. So, and so I take pride in, uh, in the Rose because Rose was my, my grandmother's uh, side of my dad, De uh-huh. Leon. Rosa De Leon. Rosa De Leon. Uh-huh. So was that your idea, or were they already using those barrels when, when you made oh, the Rose? They, they, they were already using the barrels. They were, al- <laughs> they were already using the barrels, and... I fell in love with it, you know, and Rosa de Leon, Tequila Juan de Leon, and I was like, this makes sense. It's just like, yeah, please give me, give me everything you got, you know, and I went with everything, you know. I didn't just start with one, like you said. Give me everything. Yeah. I want everything. And um, the guy was very uh, flexible. The guy was like, he, he saw my enthusiasm. He saw what I really wanted to do. And, bullshit you know just hey how can i get this going you know and he really he's been a really good help he's been a lot of support 
And that's another thing, major support, that it's just, that even though I'm small and he's dealt with big companies, he's dealt with other brands and he's, you know, but he, he, he sees a lot of potentially, he's, he sees a lot of him and me, he's a little younger than me, but yeah, it's cool. I, I just, we click, we, you know, it's uh, the tradition which is what we're all about. So anyways, I get off subject. I apologize. Oh, no, no, no. You're, you're, <laughs> this is what it's about. It's about. No, we love to hear it. Yeah, it's about getting to know, because you know, everybody's got a story. You know, the, yeah. the thing, the thing that, that, with, that we find in, at Tequila Aficionado, and what we've always found, is that, you know, the big brands don't need us. You know, the Cuervos and the Patrons and, and the Herradunas, yeah, yeah. they, don't, they don't need us. Even though, oh, got it, Rick. Yeah, yeah. even yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> occasionally you know they'll they'll throw us a tequila because their PR companies don't know any different. Um, but but you know we've always sought the younger brands because what and and over the years Rick will tell you that what we've discovered yeah. is that you know there are certain people certain purists that will gravitate to only certain craft brands, and and they overlook. You know, guys like you and other brands that are that have that are very deserving of attention. And so that's why we named our awards the Brand of Promise Awards. And so, um, you know, we 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 just have a, this this affinity for for this the small guy. And a lot of times, you know, you you go, you walk into a store. All you see is a ton, you walk into Old Town Tequila and and it's it's a treasure trove of tequila they, but they, they, it's, they just, it's daunting they, just put me, they, they even just have put me in the front <laughs> the last time i walked in there was a several was a couple of years back when i think when we visited rick and and they have a bargain bin you know it's like it's like going into a bar <laughs> where you just kind of you have to hold this bottle here you know down there there's that bottle or whatever you know 30 30 yeah. that you remember right. when you were a kid and yeah. So they have so much stuff there that they have. Oh my God. They have their cases piled up in front of the shelves. So if you're looking for something obscure or in particular, you have to kind of like move the stacks of cases out of the way and peek behind. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to send you photos of today <laughs> at the Old Town Tequila. No, uh, just, at the Old Town just post, like, them, post them on Instagram, man. Yeah. Just put them up there. It, I just. They just they just bought a, a box of each, uh, which is great, you know, and they put it right in the front, right by the cash register. And it's like the <laughs> it's, it's an impulse buy now. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, yeah, you know, like that was my dream. Yeah, you know, thinking all these years back, and it's like, oh, I want my tequila there. What if I could have my tequila, you know? But shit comes real. All of a sudden, it's coming real, and I'm. I'm like jittery. I'm like, oh my God, it's here, and it's, it's an incredible <laughs> feeling. It's an incredible feeling, you know, because if I, after all this time, you know, even though we're not making uh, a whole lot of splash right now, but it, it, people that have been behind me 100%, just just those little things just mean so much. You know what I mean? Just to like, wow, yeah, you're really making it, Johnny. You know, so it's like, it's well, good. The, the attitude of gratitude goes a long way, uh, you know, with with individual liquor store owners and things like that. I mean, the old school tequileros, they knew. They knew that uh, whenever I remember um, Carlos Camarena, I was living in New Mexico at the time, and, and uh, Carlos was one of the first ones to, to, to go and meet the distributors and meet go to the accounts and meet and greet and shake hands and kiss babies. And and. Every old school tequilero knows that that's that's where you 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 gain a, a uh, uh, you gain a following and and you you get these these uh, uh, these customers that are that are undyingly uh, you know they'll they'll defend you and and they they become your uh, your collaborators you know yeah. and and so and I see you doing the same thing you know you you give props to the the the, the liquor store that you've been to that they 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 picked up your item or or the restaurant that that is you know yeah. serving for tequila and and that goes a couple, a couple of clubs too you know that yeah is, yeah it, that kind of thing goes a long way i mean uh, i know i hate to say this but i wrote an article years ago about how jose cuervo was the first one to romance uh chain mexican restaurants 
they they knew they knew back then if they were if they if they built that relationship that these relationships would last and they've been doing it for 50 years so so that you know that kind of that kind of meet and greet that's a that's a big deal uh so i you know i props to you because i know if you're not an outgoing person or if you're not used to meeting hundreds and you can ask rick you know hundreds and hundreds of people all at once ganging up on you and and you gotta you gotta talk about whatever item you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, it gets a little daunting, you know. Um, but but it's it's kind of fun at the same time, you know. You you feed off their energy too, you know, because yeah. they they want to meet the guy behind. They want to meet the guy behind the label. They do. I'm, yeah. I've I've met a couple of bartenders, and they're like, um, I'm serving the blanco at this price, and it's just going off the shelves, and they really like taste of it and 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 it's really cool to have them give you such good vibes good you know even advice and and just going up and talking about uh, who is Juan de Leon it's just not the the, the, the label it's not the art it's, yeah they want to know the story and so right. after ta- after talking to a couple of hours having a couple of shots and you, when you know you meet the guy, when you meet the bartender, oh, this guy's a good bartender, or oh, this guy's a good mixologist, and you get to know this guy, and it's just like you and he has the same story. He has the same story as how you started, how you did, you know. But you you love, you like what you do, you follow what you do, and you keep on getting better and better all the time, and and just people start following you, and that's that's what I like. That's what I like. Well, he's he's doing a he's doing a great job so far. You impressed the hell out of Rick when he, when he yeah. heard <laughs> the second most interesting man in the world. I love that. That was that was a, he he thought it as like oh my god I got that's what you know it's funny when he said that. I, that's when I thought to myself I better I better call Juan because I had already met him on oil and 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 uh, um, uh, he calls himself Seamaster Wolf on on uh, yeah, yeah, it's Adolfo Adolfo. And I bet that, you know they came to they came to the house and they dropped these off you know and then yeah. and then they lurked over uh, at Rick's house he found them on a security camera when they, <laughs> when they dropped up the tequila. Oh, and, okay. Uh, yeah, so so you know it was kind of neat because uh, like you you know we're, we've always been small even though we've been at it for 22 years, but but we always we always gravitated to a brand with a story that was real. And you're about as real right. as it gets, um, you know. It's the authenticity. <laughs> it's not a marketing gimmick. Yeah. No, no. And I can tell you the story. Yeah. It's just my story. And it's true. Yeah, yeah. Right. And props, props for putting your name on the bottle, you know, rather than some slick marketing thing. Because, I don't know, Mike, you had a story once about, uh, about if I recall correctly, it was about, you know, well, I don't want such and such tequila. I want his tequila. Uh, what story was that? <laughs> Refresh my memory. Um, well, you know, we, we've there's there's some some tequilas we've had where they've uh, you know tried to create a catchy name, and uh, you know when you're when you're drinking something that actually has somebody's name on it, you can you can feel more of a connection to the brand. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I had um, a catador years ago, a good friend of mine that I, um, that when I was here previous, b- before I, I left for Texas, and when I interviewed him, uh, he said to me, you know, uh, Jose Cuervo was a real person. He was a real tequilero. He was a real guy, not somebody made up, even though he's been, you know, even though the, the brand and the family is 200, over 250 years old, there was one guy who looked at that plant and saw the natives making what they were making, and they said, "I got to make this for us because we're all out of wine," you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever you know, whatever they thought of, and and people lose sight of that, you know. People believe that that uh, 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 Don Julio is a made-up name. Don Julio was real, and his yeah. sons and his grandsons are making tequila. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, granted, they you know they. They have um, they have uh, profited from Don Julio's um, uh, uh, legacy, you know. So when they launch a brand, they obviously have a lot more reinforcing 
uh, they have a lot, lot more assets to work with. Oh yeah. But they also have a lot of a lot of history. A lot of, you know, they learned a lot. I mean, um, I don't know if you've had it, Rick, but Lalo uh, Blanco only comes in a Blanco. Lalo's a um, made from um, uh, Don Julio's grandson, and and you know, and he learned to make it, and that's all he's doing. That's it. He he's you know. Yeah, he's young and he's, I think just now he's getting married or something like that. But, but he's still, you know, in his heart, he's still, he's still old school, which is kind of neat. You know, even though, um, even though people who are just coming on to tequila are probably a little skeptical, you know, oh, it's Don Julio, it's probably going to be slick and yada, yada, or they don't even know if Don Julio was a real guy, you know. And those of us that are old enough to remember that, uh, Alex, as a matter of fact, our founder of the of Tequila Aficionado has, um, he told me he's got this recording where he interviewed uh, Don Julio and he has it on audio. He hasn't been able to convert it into a, something that I can, that we could use, but he's got some vintage stuff. And we were visiting distilleries. He was visiting distilleries long before it became a thing. You know, mm. now there are tours and, you know, we, oh, yeah. when I visited, it was the first what we call the first, it was a bunch of 35 of us who belonged to a, an online forum. It was the, the biggest blind date I've ever been on. Somebody, <laughs> somebody coordinated three days of tasting and 35 of us said, yeah. And the other person coordinated, I don't know, hotel rooms and whatever. And somehow I got to go and, and I've been, I've been in love ever since, but actually I was in love prior to that. So, but it was really something to, um to witness you know um and, and there was no sh no agave shortage and at that time it was just it was just in its infancy you know but and now there now it's a, there wasn't even a, a tequila trail now there's a tequila trail and yeah. and now there's hotel I remember. hotels and you know there was none of that when we started and and, and so that's why I, I i especially with rick we gravitate toward the brands with a story you know and we get we got all kinds of names and 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 what do you think of the celebrities that are coming up with these these tequilas just when you think you've had enough somebody else jumps in the pool why why are we seeing that what what's your well opinion? well my opinion when Cabo Wabo first came out was uh, Sammy Hagar yeah you know, and now he's you know done everything that has happened as you know in the industry and so come full circle, you know, he has another product coming out, which is, you know, what's you know, seltzer or something that's coming like that. But back then, uh, to me, let's just go right back a little bit further. When Casadores first, like, boom, like, they really had that boom of tequila. Right. And so the demand and so everything, I, I was in the, I was in the middle of that. I was, I was living it. You know, I would go into Calimax into Tijuana and I would see the stacks of bottles of, you know, like, I, I want that. <laughs> so now that I see all these stars and I, it's good for the industry, but it's, it's not good for a legacy. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you, and so, so basically what this, I'm in, I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm in the bubble of, of thinking, okay, is it going to push the limits to what people like myself really want to do? Uh, you know what I mean? Or is it somebody going to just get that bottle because it's their name and they're not, they're going to just shot, they're going to have a shot, they're going to be showing it in the wrong way because you can't control that. You just can't control the media. You can't control, but what you can control is maybe somebody like me this small that has a good product. And then eventually, you know, I'll make a name for myself at my own pace, at my own taste, and not somebody that just is blowing it up just like, like the way they do. It's wow. kind of like my idea, what I'm thinking. Okay. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Rick, did, did, what else did you want to ask? Uh, I know you had a whole list of a oh. whole laundry list of questions. Yes. So Mike and I have had uh, tequilas before that have been finished in wine barrels, but I'm not sure we've had anything before that has been aged in a wine barrel from start to finish. Uh, how did you how did you come to that? Well, it, the process was already already in 
and process with other tequilas, right? And so it's the charred, it's the uncharred for the pink, and it's charred for the others. So it's the time, it's the six months for the reposado, it's the 18 months for the añejo, it's the six years for the extrañejo. And what was your question again? Maybe I'm going off. Well, why, why, specific, you know. why specifically wine barrels? Why didn't you go like with whiskey or bourbon barrels? Was that just, was that your decision or was it? Oh, you know, oh it, was my, it, it was my decision a couple of years back because it was, it was a decision that they were starting to do this process, right? Mm -hmm. And and the way that uh, the wine barrel came about was through actually a uh, kind of like a oops uh, <laughs> kind of a thing. <laughs> and so when that oops came about and they tried it and they saw the pink and they saw that, uh, it, it comes through uh, an, an old family member of my lawyer in, in Guadalajara that... Uh, they were they were living in that moment when I was dealing with him to register my my name and I was trying to find a distillery and he would tell me stories and so that caught my attention back then not knowing that I was going to have final production till now you see what I mean but yeah. since then it captured my interest and so I didn't have an interest a whole lot of maybe a maybe a limousine barrel maybe this you know and to me, I actually wanted something really different because I like Cabernet Sauvignon. So there you go. Your palate leads to yeah. My palate led to that. It's just it's just me. It's just it's a, it's a reflection of me of what I you know the wine that I like. And this is just not now. This has been going on for a couple of years that it you know you're thinking. I like wine and oh, this opportunity about this wine thing and then the, how it came about and the story. And then I call my lawyer and say, so how did it really happen? How, you know, so it's taking years. So it's just not like now, but it's, it's hard to explain because you like your palate, you like tequila, you somehow want to put it all together. And that's the, that's how it came about. Sort of right. exciting. <laughs> We've even had tequila that has been made by winemakers. Yes, <laughs> and uh, and they didn't they didn't do this of of aging it in the the wine barrel from start to finish, and it yeah. gives it a very different profile yeah. than tequilas that have only been finished in the wine barrel. Yeah, I've had a lot of people criticize uh, the process and the taste of the the pink uh, because it's. You know, in tequila matchmakers, there's not a whole lot of, uh, I guess, reviews or or a lot of distributors, my experience lately, uh, where they were like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to manage the pink because uh, they have their own doubts. You know what I mean? Let, and let me, so let me just let me just stop you right there. This year, when you see our brand of promise, and again, you folks are watching this in 2022, you can just go onto the website, you'll see the 20. 21 ballot this this wine trend that we're seeing happens this year the, the the 2021 is where it happens and it's exploded and to for a distributor to tell you that he doesn't want to manage that he's going to be out on his ear because <laughs> there are other brands with bigger pockets that are doing that right now and yeah. I can name a few. We've tasted them, we, and each one of these has it in a different category. Believe it or not, right? Calum and it may not it may not be an official category, but it's a consumer category now. Right, it's a consumer category. It's a yeah. it's a category for us, for us at Tequila Aficionado. When when we run across a brand that distinguishes itself, uh, tries to distinguish itself from the others, in such a way that they're so different that it does, that it's unfair to to uh it's it's unfair to compare apples with oranges so we don't do that we don't lump all blancos together because here you got one that's that's 90 proof and yeah. it's going to blow away all the 80 proof ones so um, we don't um, do that um, and, right now i'm mastering another craft the blanco and it's going to be a special blanco so it's going to come out next 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 year and you'll be the first to try it 
Good, because I want it. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Yeah. Can't wait. So, so I can, it's going to be an especial. I, I, it's not a Cristalino, but it's going to be a, a Reserva Blanco Especial. So, sounds like Quinta Seca to me. Sounds, yeah. sounds like right there, you know. So, um, what what yeah, I wanted yeah. to say was yeah. that, that the wine situation, the wine trend that we're seeing is a trend. And if your distributor is saying that to you, he needs to he needs to go back and study because right now Cali Rosa that that uh, that uh, oh, yeah. Maroon Five yeah, that's yeah. exclusively in wine barrels. We've had it. I've asked. We I actually had to go back to to the guy who's importing it and ask him where are you getting the barrels? Is it being aged in bourbon first? And he he unequivocally said no strictly wine barrels because when you see the color of this wine and, and it looks like it comes in a wine bottle for god's sake it, you can yeah. find it probably at old town and it's red and brassy and and but it's in their cat they're calling it an anejo and they can legally do that because it's just the barrel that's that's what it is a barrel in the length of time so that you're onto something don't let anybody tell you any different. Oh, yeah. I'm here to tell you that that's a trend that's going to stick around and it's going to get bigger because they're going to see it's like the seltzer learned. thing. It, yeah. You know, everybody wants a canned seltzer now. Everybody I've wants a white cloth. You know, I've learned I've learned not to listen, but I've learned to take uh, all those things and, and strive. Uh, you know, because I'm on a I'm on a I'm on this train right now. You know, and and i'm not going to go 100 miles an hour but i'm going to go at my pace and everybody says one thing or another and if i and if i if i'm stopping at every stop and trying to bring in more luggage and trying to unload and trying to change things i'm never going to get to my destination you know i'm going to do this no matter what people say because i know what i have you know what i mean and if the, the, the trend's going to come the trend's going to come and i'm just glad i'm riding the wave I'm glad that I'm riding the wave and that I'm here and it's here. Very limited edition. This is a limited edition, I want to say, because it's, you know, uh, type of bottle, type of label, you know, I'm not thinking of changing anything, but I think the, the, the bottle might change a little bit, you know, but um, that's about it. Um, and then the, la the, the, the back of the label has a, uh, a lion god offering to the, to the Mayans, you know, that was my own idea. That was my own idea of the, of the lion. Now, normally the Mayans have a, a jaguar, right? Yeah, they, right. Uh, yeah. But, but I told my, I told uh, the artist, Sergio Sanchez Santa Maria, I said, why don't you make me a lion? representing the agave to the gods you know and so he made that too for me and so yeah that he made that and so it's, i was in love it's very individual i i love we loved everything about it's individual it's individual don't you feel like it's an individual because i yeah. see other labels right. I see other things and it's like they okay yeah um uh, but then mm -hmm. Everybody tells me that gravitates that I like that it's heavy. It's good. It's square. I like it, you know, and a lot of liquor stores tell me, oh, I want, can't you make it a little rounder? So because it, <laughs> it takes too much space. But, you know, all these things that I don't listen to, I just like, hey, you want it? It's here. I've been telling you for years. I buy it from you every day liquor. So at least have it here at your place. <laughs> 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 That's why I get so much fraud, you know, but uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, Rick, is there anything else you want to ask? I, I, like I said, I know you had a laundry list of questions, but uh, uh, we're, we're going to, I want to wrap this up in about 10 minutes and I want to give Juan a, a chance to, to actually, uh, one of the questions that we ask, uh, uh, because Juan and everybody in your organization has uh, uh, filled out a, 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 a profiles in agave spirits. Uh, we, we call it the who's who of, in agave spirits. Now it'll be a big compendium of coming out at the end of uh, 2021. Yeah. Uh, and I know that your interview is in there. Uh, one of the questions that we ask is what what do you want to what do you want to tell people who are thinking about getting their own brand, you know, and things like that. And and so, but before I ask you that, Rick, is there something else you you want to ask Juan that uh, that maybe you know uh, 
I know you're biting, you're chomping at the bit for. for <laughs> <laughs> you, you can always I'm, call. Me, you can always call me, Rick. I, I'll give you my number and uh, email me whatever you want to do. Yeah, we can meet up. Yeah, when you uh, when you send us that next expression, I definitely want to connect to find out more about your production process, so we can include it in the video. Yes. You know, I I am gonna dive into the production process. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, our next um, batch should be coming out in about six weeks. So um, I'll let you I'll let you in on some of that, you know, and I'll write notes and I'll keep my notes for our next, uh, you know, talk. We're, and, we're, uh, we're, a couple of, we're a couple of geeks. And so we're, we'll always ask, you know, um, is it open air fermentation or is it closed? Uh, is it stainless steel or copper pot stills? You know, is it Taona? Is it brick oven? Is it is it autoclave? Is it a combination of both? And and those are the things that, um, you know, in this realm of tequila, some people will ask you those questions and others won't. Uh, others won't care. They'll, they'll just like the bottle and they like the color. Well, right. agave, <laughs> well whatever turns right. people, that's cool. But but when we when Rick and I and, and a lot of other a lot of our other tasters, we go a little bit more in depth and we'll. People want to know, especially when it comes to mezcal. They want to know: is it taona? Is it horse drunk? Is it industrial? Yeah. You know that—that's a whole other animal over there on that side. Yeah. So, you know, we'll, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he'll ask. I'm going to get to all those questions. Uh, I don't have all the information, you know, and I don't want to say something that I'm going to be at chomping at my thoughts. And okay, I know <laughs> that they do it this way, and I know they do it that way, but no, that's cool. You know, it, it's it's. I, I I like the process that they have, and I trust their process. I like the the master distiller that has very good taste, a very good um, how palette. should I say palate. Yeah, who is that person? Uh, can, you, can you give us a name? Um, I don't know if I should, but uh, I, <laughs> people put the master distiller's name signature on the bottle. Why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's up to I'll you get, I, I, again i don't want to i don't yeah. i don't want you to give away trade secrets we don't want to put you on the spot yeah, yeah. No, we do <laughs> I, I, I will get you all that information next time let's just keep it that way uh okay. right now out, out, out of respect no absolutely i totally understand okay so we're about ready to wrap this up People have been inspired by you. They love your story. They, they've seen the bottle now. They're going to go look for it at Old Town, or maybe they're going to order it, you know, online at Old Town or wherever else you, whatever your favorite uh, restaurant in town is. But you got a guy or a gal. Now we have lots of women now who are looking at this and go, you know, I want to come up with my own tequila. What do you tell people like that? What do you, what would you say to somebody who comes up to you and says, I saw your interview. I've read, you know, your interview, whatever. I want to start my own tequila. What kind of advice do you give this person? Well, the first thing that uh, I stumbled, and that's why I want to give you advice, was that, you know, it's cliche, but they say, get your ducks in a row, right? What are your main thoughts? What's your objective? What is truly, truly behind your idea? Really, is an idea that you're going to stick through for a legacy, or is it an idea just that because it's a phase? There's a lot of deep, you gotta go deep in you and find out what you really want. Because you gotta find out your why. You gotta find out really why. Because you're gonna go through a lot, a lot of aches. It's not, it's gonna be fun, but, but if you're willing to do that, and to represent something that, that truly, truly, like the story I just gave you, that really resonates, that why you have a history, why you have this love affair, why why do you have people really supporting you? That's another thing. If you really have family, and if you really got somebody really supporting you, like my wife for 26 years, been supporting me all this time, even though I felt that she didn't because she would criticize, that support. If you got to find somebody that's going to support you, you got to find somebody like that because you just can't do it on your own because it's easier to give up. So all those little small things, it all falls into family. If you really want to do this for your family, you got to put a lot of thought into it. And so 
everything else can be done. You can start investigating. Somebody can, you can spend money trying to have somebody come up with a name, register your name, or find the distiller, find the taste, find everything. That, that's, that's, that's a no brainer. That's easy. To me, that's easy. I see that as, you know, but the hardest thing is really finding the why and why you want to do this and for how long you want to keep doing this. Yeah, because this is a long game, boys and girls. Uh, and Rick and I say it, uh, myself and all the other tasters will, will, will constantly go, you know, you're, if you're in it for, you're not, you're not going to be the next patron. That, that's lightning in a bottle. It doesn't happen like that. And now with the crowded field, you've, you've really got to, like as Juan said, you've got to know your why, and then you've got to be able to play this long game. And, and and the more right. of these brands that come along with whether they're movie stars or you know rock stars, they got to understand this is not uh, this isn't going to happen overnight. I mean this this dream of yours, Juan, yes. 2008. I mean literally, this thing has been fermenting in his head for over what uh, 10 years, more than that. Uh, more, it, more than that, 13. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it's, like, it's like when I tell people about tequila aficionado, we, we were a 22-year overnight success. We've been doing this for you know, <laughs> 20 years, and Rick's been here with us the longest. So, you know, I totally agree with you, man. It's just, um, and fortunately, you have the family and you have the, the, the moral and, and support. And, you know, never mind the financials, because that, like you said, that's, a, that's something you can handle or take care of. It, it can be done. But... To have that emotional support, because this business eats its young. It's tough, and the yeah. more popular you become, the tougher the the tougher the road, because people start to take notice. Other brand owners, and you know, uh, you may have already come up with some of those challenges from competing brands. Yeah. Uh, so you know, uh, the the more of these shows that you you go with and. And, and attend or, or the people that work with you attend and the more friends that they make, especially if they're also, most often these shows are populated by startup brands. The more friends you have in that business, there's also, there's always strength in numbers. So make friends, you know, yeah. when, you go to, when you do a show, make friends, shake hands, kiss babies. That's, that's um, the thing. I, wish, I don't know if you're going tomorrow, but I, I, I wish I was there because it, it all kind of came about. And, and so it was just, uh, you know, the uh, reservations that I already had with family. And that's the other thing is like, I've done other shows, I've done other products, I've done other things of other businesses of, of representing other things. And they took away a time, you see, they, but this, this is now giving me the time to be with family because I've done all those trade shows. I've gone to all the hotels. I've done all the prepping. I've done all the caring. I've done all the setups. You know, and I'm going to do it, but now I have somebody that's doing it and it's, and that, that feels really good. So yeah, I could keep on talking and, and I'm, and I'm surprised that I can't because I'm <laughs> so nervous about this, you know? No, you because, know what? Thank you, Juan, for, for, for joining me and, and Rick on Open Bar. Thank uh, you. For, for those of you folks who maybe just caught in the middle of this whole thing, this is Juan de Leon. This is Juan de Leon tequila. This is one of five different expressions, folks. Each one is stellar. Each one is a, a winner. Um, we don't know yet whether they're Brand of Promise winners, but uh, by the time you see this, you will know. Oh, thank you for nominating me. Uh, but, <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. I, I mean, I'm like, Rick, Rick, I'm, Rick would have wrung my neck if we hadn't. We were, <laughs> we were, we've been so excited just because of that. And my family has been very grateful, and I thank you for that because it just shows like i had a big justification just with that alone i mean i can get chilled i can cry right now but it's just oh, please <laughs> wow man it was just, it really really it just meant so much it just, you just don't know how much it means uh just, well rick and i just, do you know you we know, did we, it's incredible we it's incredible just just the smallest yeah. little thing that can just trigger justification Right here, folks. Uh, you're on to something, and it's obvious that it's a labor of love. Yes. And, you know, we, we tasted it in the bottle. You, the reviews will be hitting the web soon. Ooh, I want to hear about that. Yeah. yeah. We were just, uh, we're blown away one, one after the other. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, and and it was interesting because I think I said this to Rick in one of the reviews. I said, you know, we're so used to seeing a natural progression of of of, of brand from Blanco Reposado to Añejo or Extra Añejo, and there's a certain journey that a lot of these brands will follow. But with this one, every time it was almost like it's a different. It's an, it's like a. It was five different expressions for five different flavor profiles for five different people, you know. People that gravitate to Blancos only, there was a Blanco. People that like the the wine thing, and so there's a there's a Rosa. And the people, the Oakheads, you know, the guys that the guys and the cigar guys, because I didn't even know you were a cigar guy like me, because it's oh, like, yeah. oh my God, I can just do this with a cigar, you know. And and each one, so it wasn't like a natural progression. Each one took Rick and me on a different journey, and and that's you know when you can. When you can detect that simply by tasting, this is before you and I ever spoke on the phone, before we even met you. This was even way before this. I mean, literally, this is the first time that we've been face to face. So when you can, like Rick said, if you can taste that in the bottle, you can taste it in the juice, there's something about this guy. And and that makes you the second most interesting man in the world. <laughs> But I want to thank you for joining us, joining me on Open Bar and Rick on Open Bar. I'm Mike Morales here in Southern California. That guy out there is Rick Levy, also in Southern California. <laughs> that gentleman okay. right there is it's Juan de Leon from San Diego. Juan de Leon is a real guy, folks. Go get yourself a brand. Go get yourself an expression. And and then you know if you're watching us on YouTube, give us a, a shout. Tell it. Give us. Leave us a comment. Follow Juan on his Instagram. Follow Rick on well, he's sort of kind of on Instagram. Follow us, Tequila Aficionado. Follow Mike at Timberock on Instagram. And whatever you do, tomar sabiamente. Sip wisely. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been an honor, really. Uh, 